0: It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors LLC at Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI, News Talk 790, 965 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
1: Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen, joined today by Amy Towner. We're going to have a fun and interesting conversation. I hope you all will join us. Wow. Cascade Radio Group got a longer and bigger disclaimer, so we must be over the target. Anyway, Amy, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So tell us where you live.
2: I live. I currently reside at Tollwood Apartments in Bellingham. I have been there seven years. Um, Interestingly enough, I lived there for a short stint for about a year, 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and um, big changes, huge changes from the last time I was there and in just the last three years.
1: Yeah, you know there there have been a lot of changes around town over the last three years. We were talking, you know, before the show started. Really, this last week in Bellingham has been pretty darn crazy. We've, you know, we had a, a Coke vendor stabbed um, in a random act of violence at Fred Meyer's. Uh, we had a homicide in Blaine. We had an attempted murder in Kendall. Um, you know, it's getting kind of crazy. And and you look at the you look at the numbers. Uh, I jumped on the jumped on the county dashboard to see what the overdose um, death count was for September and it hadn't been updated. So I called the ME's office and they were nice Mm -hmm. enough to share more current numbers with me. Um, It's interesting. We've been averaging nine a month. The good news is in August, we only lost two citizens to fentanyl overdose, but in September we lost 10. And as of two days ago, we had lost one person um in October, um, but uh, someone else was discovered last night at about two in the morning downtown. So uh, that number's probably going up, you know, and it's amazing you can't really address any of these issues without kind of hitting all of them. Everything the, the challenges that we face in terms of public safety in Bellingham are inextricably, woven together yes you know you, you can't really talk about homelessness without talking about the opioid crisis and crime gets woven into all that too so so talk to me about life in Tollwood um, you know we've been we've been going back and forth probably for about three months now I would say and you've been sharing some of your stories and experiences I'm just gonna let you have the mic here
2: well, I can, I can say when I first came to Tullwood, um it was, it was a community. Every day you would see the children playing outside, the parents waiting for the kids to get off the bus, the sidewalk chalk um, um, art everywhere. There were Halloween parties and Christmas decor, and it was quite, quite a tight-knit community. We're kind of hidden back there. Everybody looking out for each other. Um, everybody knew each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very close. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had one tenant that was struggling in the parking lot uh, because their car wouldn't start, five other tenants are coming out saying, "Hey, how can I help? Let me jump your car. Do you need a ride?" Right. Um, about three years ago, right around the time of the lockdown, is mm-hmm. when things started changing. Okay. Um, granted, there were you know, a lot of issues with that lockdown, Um, people losing their jobs, people losing their daycare, so they couldn't go to work, struggling paying rent, and the community, again, came together, food boxes delivered to tenants' doors, Um, the bread and the milk and the household items that are needed, and COVID tests, always at the ready to pass around and help each other out, Um, but we found that we were being infiltrated by um, what what appeared to be the people that lived at the homeless camp. Come to find out, the people at the homeless camp have been there for 20 years, okay? It was very peaceful, quiet, kept to themselves. Nobody bothered anyone. Um, It is my belief that the people that live at the homeless camp have been infiltrated by criminals,
3: Uh okay?
2: There's a huge difference between homeless people and criminals. And when you find a big space of land where you can take your dope, You can, you know, traffic human beings. Where you can get away with things and arm yourself. They've been taken over. Mm -hmm. Um, So more and more people were keeping their children inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the owner of the property of Talwood, who is a lovely man, lovely man, um, he said, "Okay, even though we are in the middle of a COVID crisis, we're not getting the rents like we normally do." He invested um, a ton of money to put. a security gate completely mm-hmm. around the property. Um, hire security guards, which, you know, every single night from 10 p.m. until 6 a.m. to watch over the property. He invested money in big lighting and um, um, lighting up the backs of the properties. He put the safety first. Right. You know.
1: Yep. So, so you've watched this transition and you're bringing up a really good point, number one. It's not illegal to be homeless. Number two, it's not illegal to be addicted. But it is illegal to commit crimes. Right? And and I think that's a really, really important distinction because you're talking about having been there for seven years and you've really seen the change over three years. You know, I there's a misconception and there's a there's a talking point that gets put out that People who are upset right now in Bellingham hate homeless people, and I would assert that, that that's wrong. People don't hate homeless people; they hate bad neighbors. Correct. Right. Correct. It doesn't matter if you live in a in a mansion or an apartment or a, a half million dollar motor home or a fifty dollar motor home or in a tent or in a tarp under a tree. You're either a good neighbor or you're a bad neighbor. Right. You know. So if you're gonna junk everything up and you're going to have feces and garbage and stuff overflowing and running everywhere and you're going to have crazy parties and you're going to do whatever. It doesn't matter what you live in. Your neighbors are not going to like you.
2: Right. And and that that actually brings to mind something my mother said to me when we were younger. Money doesn't buy class. And you can be a classy, respectful neighbor. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have money. Yep. Okay. And unfortunately, um, Bellingham residents who are just, you know, going down railroad, driving down the street, When you see someone who is, you know, committing a crime, trying to break into a car, running into traffic, dancing, the assumption is, oh, they must be homeless. They've got a backpack. Mm -hmm. They've got a bunch of stuff with them. They may very well have a home. Mm -hmm. So that intertwining has, that assumption has unfortunately happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And and then when you see someone who's just on the corner with a sign like the gentleman in front of Walmart, you mm-hmm. know a lot of people. He's a very kind, gentle person mm-hmm. in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I hope someone is helping him get resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are resources here, mm-hmm. but you have to have accountability, and mm-hmm. you have to take advantage of the resources and use them. So, being a resident of Tollwood. Um, it's, it's been very difficult to watch the change. I have personally um, gone from calling 911 because there's, you know, a pile of needles on the ground five feet from the kid's bus stop, mm-hmm. um, being told, I'm sorry, we don't have anyone to come out and handle it, to just picking it up myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've unfortunately put myself in some non-favorable, more dangerous situations, and been mm-hmm. told not to. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to know that... All these children that I have watched be, you know, born and grow and -hmm. and, um, they're going to be standing right here. You know, Mm -hmm. you call an ambulance because one time I had to call an ambulance because all the moms and dads were outside waiting for the kids to get off the bus. And there was a gentleman leaning against a tree on the edge of the property, foaming at the mouth, flailing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I called 911 and was told, well, can you tell, you know, if he's breathing and, you know. They came wow. out and
1: left him. We got to head into a break. Amy, we'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Lyle Sorensen and Amy Towner. We're having a discussion about homelessness addiction, Tollwood, the Walmart campus, it's more commonly known. We'll be right back.
4: This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and I'm sharing with you a very exciting announcement. I have made the decision to rejoin LPL Financial Services. I originally joined what was then Private Ledger in December of 1981 as one of about 300 representatives. I rejoin them now with over 21,000 representatives, over $1.3 trillion under management, and LPL is now part of the S&P 500 index. In addition to discussing the latest financial news each week on Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI, I will share with you some of the reasons for this decision. Please join us at 11 a.m. each Saturday for our live Wealth Wake Up show or our 9 a.m. show
0: on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced in this show, program, podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable to you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.
3: The Seahawks are back at home on Sunday, October 22nd against the division rival Arizona Cardinals and we want to send you to Lumen Field with two tickets to cheer on the Hawks. It's easy to enter, just go to this station's website and click the contest tab. Then fill out a registration form and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets to see the Hawks host the Cardinals on October 22nd. Sweepstakes live until October 20th at 10am. One entry per person. Find details and enter at this station's website. Go Hawks! In the Shop. It makes me sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say, yeah, well, it is a
1: nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great.
0: Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. Johns, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Eating need $10,000 worth of repairs. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Hey.
2: The opinions
4: expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade
1: Radio Group. And boy, that's too bad. KGMI and Cascade Radio Group are missing the boat. I'm telling you. <laughs> Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorts, joined today by Amy Towner. Kind of talking about a pretty hot topic in Bellingham these days. Um, you know, you've, you've probably heard about Tollwood. Um, the testimony from the council meetings been on social media. Um, you know, there's there's always events. There was a large police response there the other morning. Yes. Um, somebody got sprayed with bear spray, and I don't know. There was rumors about a machete. I don't know. And then they did make a they did make an arrest of a fellow who had quite a few warrants and things. It looked like. So anyway, so Amy, tell us what it's like. I mean, why don't you share some of your experiences? Because you know, people like me can tell stories, but we weren't really there, right? right? We we aren't living in that environment, mm-hmm. you know. I know you've got two littles, one, one little, yeah. and you know, um, you know. I mean, what's that like being a mom to a little kid and and you know having all of those concerns and all of that activity going on all the time it's got to be tough it's got to be stressful
2: well it is <laughs> to say the least um my little is three and um one example of one of the difficulties that we deal with there which I've been trying to deal with is the smoke coming from the um fires all around us all the way through the burn ban time for, for this is not the first, you know, situation. This has been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, the fire department came out because there was thick, heavy smoke blanketing the whole property, coming in people's windows. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, a sweet elderly couple who were having respiratory distress and nosebleeds, and, and someone had to go to the hospital because of this thick smoke.
3: Mm-hmm. So the
2: fire department showed up. And, of course, you know, we're not allowed to go back into that camp without an armed escort. I said, oh, okay, well, let's call them," <laughs> And, right. and um, kind of pushed and pushed with the fire marshal until they agreed to bring a drone. Come to find out there was a huge 10-foot-long fire going on, and they were, uh, the people in the back were burning trash. There mm-hmm. was an actual couch on fire. Mm-hmm. So the acidic type of smoke that mm-hmm. comes in, it doesn't just fill the outside. Okay, Mm -hmm. I have an air conditioner in my bedroom window because, Mm -hmm. you know, summer was hot. It was. And when I'm trying to, you know, put the baby to sleep and she just coughing and over and over and over, I'm turning the air conditioning off. I'm taking a towel, getting it wet, hanging it over the air conditioning because it's so thick. And the minute you open your front door, which these are all interior entries, Mm -hmm. the lobbies are filled with this. Wow. Okay, you can't crack your window, even with the window closed, Mm -hmm. it's still going to seep in. And um, I watch, and she's only coughing at night, Right. you know. Right. During the day, she's running around like a typical three-year-old,
3: you right. know. Yeah.
2: Um, so her heavy coughing and your eyes burning, um, it gets pretty bad, and right. it is not a wood fire smell. Right. It is toxic, something that just burns your throat. Right. Okay. Well,
1: and, you know, we've got history of that during the Iraq War. You know, they, they'd used burn pits, and a lot of our veterans from – from that conflict um have serious respiratory issues and and other issues related to breathing the chemicals that are in that smoke and so mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i can't, can't say that it's identical but certainly right, right. there's a precedent but for it being unhealthy it's right
2: still going on um, if you live um, anywhere on the second third or fourth floor of these apartments you can see them mm-hmm. you can see the fires it's not in a position or close enough to the road for the fire department to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even asked them, "Can I borrow your hose and just put it out myself?" Mm-hmm. Kind of jokingly. Um, kind of no. not. <laughs> no, yeah, kind of <laughs> not. And of course, I'm not, you know, prepared to handle that right. kind of equipment. But um, so that is just one of the on the the nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop. And in the beginning, when this was an issue, um, constant calls by tenants to nine one one. Constant. Mm-hmm. Now unfortunately, tenants have the mindset, not all of them, but the ones that I have spoken with, have the mindset of, why am I going to bother? I know no one's going to show up. Nothing's going to be done. Let me just try to adjust my personal life to it, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's the sad part. That's very sad. Because people are giving up. Right. You know, when you see online reported, oh, you know, gunshots being heard, Mm -hmm. you know, in this encampment, that's reported maybe one out of ten times.
1: Well, and so here's something that here's something that most people don't realize when you, what you see in their police report online is are only things they respond to. So if you call nine one one and they don't have anybody to send out, that doesn't show up in the police report. So right. all those calls go into the, into the nine one one log, but that's not what's what gets published. And right. so, you know, you're actually seeing, um, just what they respond to, and and a lot of times I've had conversations with um, Bellingham Police Department about some of these issues and some of these things, and they're they're like we literally don't have the resources, you know. So they're triaging their calls all sure. the time, and so if they've got manpower, they send you know, and they look at you know what the ser- what the seriousness or threat is of the call, and do their triage thing and decide where they're going to send people. So if they don't send somebody, and an officer doesn't come out. It doesn't go into those records. It's in the EMS call log, but it's not and in it, the police it's really,
2: report. It's really easy to be angry with the police because they mm-hmm. don't show up mm-hmm. um, because of the non-reaction and the non-response. Mm-hmm. Um, but quite honestly, you know, during this lockdown mm-hmm. that we had, courts were closing. Mm-hmm. OK, no one wanted to be. You know, they didn't put people in jails because of mm-hmm. COVID. So because of this, they, the, they
1: still barely do. Because we don't have capacity.
2: Yeah. So without the capacity, without the resources, I mean, the police can show up and move someone along, Mm -hmm. but what can they do? And unfortunately, because of these circumstances, this camp has grown, Mm -hmm. okay? It is well known. Mm -hmm. If you go back there, you will not be found, okay? And um, a lot of people have spoken about uh, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally um, found a young girl. Um, she was sitting on the sidewalk, um, where the area that is, the wooded area right behind the car wash. Mm -hmm. And I saw about five or six gentlemen in the wooded area, you know, milling, doing their thing. Um, and she was just sitting there and, and looked distraught Mm -hmm. and, and, and something told me this, this girl needs help. And I mean, it appeared she had a substance abuse issue, but that wasn't what was on my mind. On my mind, is this a young girl that needs help? And I asked her, can I help you with something? Is there Mm -hmm. something I can do? I actually brought her um, into the property, into Mm -hmm. the community room that we have there. Mm -hmm. Made her lunch. um, Contacted a couple of other very generous, loving tenants. Mm -hmm. We brought her some clothes, some shoes, and I contacted Opportunity Council and said, hey, I have a young girl here. Um, I believe she's being trafficked and she needs help. Can someone come out? And they responded. Of Mm -hmm. course, they had like three or four people come out. Right. Um, They talked to her and... I don't know what the situation was, mm-hmm. but she said, no, I'm so sorry. You know, thank you for everything. Thank you for the shoes. Um, I appreciate your help. And a very genuinely kind young girl. And she ended up just leaving and going back. And, of course, my first thought is, what are they holding over her head? Right. You know, or if you right. leave us, we've got your kid or you right. your family. but. There are circum. this is happening, okay? Right, yep. It's not something I'm imagining. I've no. seen it. I've talked to this these people. Yeah. So it's scary. It because is. all you want to do is just let your kid go to the mailbox with you and not be snagged. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. No, that that is. We're heading into a break here. Uh, you're listening to Amy Towner and Lyle Sorensen, Saturday Morning Live, sharing some stories, sharing some experiences and we appreciate amy being vulnerable and sharing from her heart with us this morning we'll
5: be right back we all have our go-to's right the doctor you trust the dentist you rely on the restaurant you love what makes them your go-to it's trust isn't it hi this is dan from bellingham automotive your go-to for auto repairs in whatcom county since 1991 whether you're using your car for ride sharing delivery services mobile office maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment. DeWard & Bodie is kicking off their 77th anniversary sale this weekend
4: at all three locations in Bellingham and Burlington. Celebrate the savings on the largest and best selection of appliances, mattresses, and barbecues in Whatcom, Skagit, and Island County with special offers you won't find anywhere else. This weekend, find exclusive cashback rebates on select appliances, get no interest financing for up to two years, and visit any DeWard & Bodie location to spin and win special prizes with your purchase. Enter for a chance to win prizes like Seattle Kraken tickets, a chance to have your whole purchase refunded, or even win a grand prize giveaway of a full kitchen package. For a limited time, upgrade today with no money down and special no-interest financing for two full years on qualifying appliances. As always, with the Warden Bode, your trusted appliances experts will professionally deliver, install, and haul away the old stuff like they have for the last 77 years. Score big and celebrate the savings during the Warden Bode's 77th anniversary sale. On now. The OAC offer qualifications. Apply. See store
0: for details. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com.
2: CBS News special report. The sirens are sound after Hamas militants launched thousands of rockets into Israel and stormed into communities along the southern border. CBS's Robert Berger in Jerusalem warns of escalation.
5: We're going to see a major conflict because this is the most daring, uh, deadly attack Hamas has carried out inside Israel, bringing in... Uh, gunmen across the border taking hostages, killing civilians in their communities.
2: Israel says at least 40 people have been killed, hundreds wounded. CBS's Christina Ruffini has the official U.S. response. We reached out to the National Security Agency and they sent us back a statement saying they unequivocally condemn the unprovoked attacks by Hamas terrorists against Israeli civilians. There's never any justification for terrorism. While the Israeli prime minister states, we are at war, not an operation, not rounds, but at war. CBS News Special Report. I'm Linda Kenyon.
1: Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen, joined today by Amy Towner. We're talking about public safety. We're talking about the Walmart camp. We're talking about trafficking and explosions and gunfire and smoke. And kind of sounds like a heavy metal show almost. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that really struck me um, at the last city council meeting. That's some of you probably seen um, Shelly Tench's test three minute public comment testimony about the conditions at Tollwood and things. And in that same meeting, it was interesting to me because topics of conversation for the council were things like citizens on South Hill who are upset about ABC recycling um, moving metal around in the middle of the night making noise and waking them up. Um, Another topic of conversation that one of the council members brought up was they were concerned about open carry in the city hall and gun safety. And I was really struck by the contrast because people at Tollwood, guess what? They have explosions yeah. That wake them up in the night. They have gunfire daily, every day. You know what are we doing about that? So the council's worried that someone might come in with a gun, and we've got a hundred families that have gunfire around them every single day. You know, I mean, are we gonna, you know, I asked the mayor. So are we gonna wait till one of those babies gets hit by a stray bullet in their bed, you know, before we do something about this? We're not. We're not talking about just sweeping the homeless camp. We're talking about and again I think I think Amy you did a great job at the very beginning of differentiating be, between someone who's unhoused and someone who's a criminal. That is correct. Cuz cuz they they don't always go together. Sometimes they do, but they don't. It's just like everywhere else, right? You know, some people are good, some people are bad. Mm-hmm. But but yet you guys live in a place where you have daily gunfire. You have explosions. You have all of these things. You know, let's take care of that. Fine, don't clean up the camp, but let's get the criminals out. Let's find out who the, who the dudes are with the guns and let's find out who the dudes are that are blown up and the people that are running drug labs and all of the other activities or trafficking. All of the illegal activities need to be dealt with.
2: So so maybe we don't call it a homeless encampment sweep, but a criminal sweep. Let's change the narrative, okay? This is not... a way to persecute people that are unhoused. Yep. This is not it. This is a way. I mean, imagine if you were unhoused and you live there for a couple of years and all of a sudden you're being surrounded by all these criminals. The the unhoused in there, I'm sure, are like what has happened. I can't oh, it's not well, safe for them either. No. Absolutely. You know?
1: They're being exploited, they're being extorted, you know, right. some of them are likely being forced to engage in the illegal activity to mm-hmm. pay rent. Yes, you know, or per pay se. Prote- or pay protection. Yes, to either.
2: Um, the gunfire is a real thing. Okay, it is a real thing, and I know. A lot of times you're thinking, "Well, is that gunfire or is it a car backing? You know, backfiring?" Um, but or is it a propane tank? Yes, or? and and we have uh, tenants at Tallwood. Several of them have learned to differentiate because it is so commonplace. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few nights ago, I was visiting a neighbor. Um, Two doors down, and we were just, you know, chatting about our days, and my husband came flying over and said, six gunshots, six gunshots. And, you know, we're like, well, is it in the wooded area next to our bedroom windows Mm -hmm. between us and Walmart? Is it behind us? Let's just stay away from the windows and get in the house. My my little, who's three, Mm -hmm. um, very excited a couple years ago, as most parents get, to put them in their own bed right you know oh, you're a big girl, you've got your own bed. She has yet to sleep in it overnight. No she sleeps with me mm-hmm. with my body between the window and her, which is all I can do um, because the the fear of is it going to be a bullet coming through the window mm-hmm. shattering glass a brick? We, we did have um, someone throw a brick at the community room door and try to shatter it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fear of just having your kids sleep at night, mm-hmm. and we hear them all the time, all the time. Um, and it's not just at night. It's during the day. During the day when my little is on the back deck playing with her bubbles, right. a happy girl, and I'm in the kitchen, and I see my husband throw the back door open and run inside with this Little two-year-old under his arm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 say, "Get away, get away!" It, he has, you know, panicking
3: um, right.
2: because she's outside and there's gunshots. Right, and you don't know where it's coming from. No, you don't know. Is it is it going to come your way? Right. I mean, any parent, of course, duck and cover with your child. She can't play with her bubbles right. at noon. Okay, I mean. <laughs> This is a very difficult situation. It really is. Yeah. And um, anyone that comes up to the property, um, your mindset is, do they belong here? Mm -hmm. You know, why are they trying to climb the security fence? Okay. Mm -hmm. The security fence is there. Do you know how many times I've seen people busting through it, trying to climb it, following someone else in and into the secured building? I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the building has a security door just to get into it. Right. And, and tenants now are, hey, do you belong here? Where's your security door key? The, the constant state of paranoia is not a way to live. Right. Okay? And fear for your children. Right. And and when I get up to go to work tomorrow to make money to feed my kids, pay my taxes, pay my rent, okay, mm-hmm. and work this job that I may or may not like because that's, you know, that's working we, that's class That's how we are. adult, right? Yeah. And, and you go out and are your tires slashed? Have your windows been bashed in? There were, at the beginning of the lockdown, right before the fence went in, there were 30 car break-ins in 30 days. Yeah, That was the limit. That was the, okay, we got to do something. This is insane. And it only is getting
1: worse. Yeah. So uh, are you guys still experiencing car prowls inside the fence?
2: The car prowling, um, from my understanding and the information Mm -hmm. that I have, um, is still happening. Mm-hmm. It is still happening. There are still people that are, you know, having... Sneaking um, in or yeah, climbing Yeah, I, I had right. a, a, one of my tenants come yesterday uh, to my house, and he said, have you heard about any car prowls? Because he said, I went to my vehicle, he's got mm-hmm. to, and there were things missing from it, and I thought it was odd, you know? And he says, you know, it could be my imagination, and I forgot that, that you know, I did, took them out, but I, I don't think so. Fortunately, no broken windows, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so, so he forgot to lock it. Yeah, he, somebody... he's trying to remember. But because car prowling is so common there, right. he wanted yeah. to check that resource for, to, 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 right. you know, whatever right. you heard. Um, so people coming onto the property trying to make it into the building. There were people in the stairwells trying to get, you know, a Wi-Fi signal, smoking fentanyl and leaving the tinfoil in the windowsill. Oh. So I'm just going down the stairwell and there's the tinfoil. And, and, and and the the stench, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is a place to hide, Mm -hmm. a place to hide for them, you know. Um, The explosions, I remember the first one that I heard of, and it was a propane tank exploding, and it rocked the people in that building. Mm -hmm. They all were like, what, you know. Unfortunately, you know, what do you do? You call 911. You report it, of course. Mm -hmm. It is not safe for the police to go back there. But it's perfectly safe for human beings with propane tanks watching them in their little carts and in their shopping carts. Right. Just roll on back there. Yeah. Then you know, oh, well, there you go. We're going to have another explosion. I mean, we've seen this with our eyes. Right. Taking back the propane tanks along with whatever clothing or whatever, you know, the- they happen to be carrying around with them. Right. And, and I'm thinking in the beginning, I was like, what are they doing with propane tanks? I, is there a grill? I was a little naive back then <laughs> right so um just being woken with that mm-hmm. it, it's 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 like the Wild West rules, you know it's a freaking war zone okay. and and that's the way it feels yeah, yeah
1: no that's that's really hard Talk to me about talk to me about encounters interactions with people from the camp
2: <clears throat> if you are. Outside of the fenced area, um, which this is a multifamily housing, no smoking property. And tenants who are respectful enough to actually go off of the property to smoke, uh, which there are quite a few, or stand out there to wait for your kid to get off the bus, or, you know, you have a delivery, so the pizza guy's Mm -hmm. coming. If you are outside the gate, um, it is constant barrage, constant, okay? There are people walking between the Walmart area and the entrance, which mm-hmm. is right on the end of that dead end street, there's another entrance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's um, you know, do you have a cigarette? Do you have money? Do you have? Do you want to buy something? I've had one girl try to sell me everything under the sun this last week, from plates to jewelry, and she keeps, oh, it's mine, it's mine, and I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, I don't, I don't carry cash, but, um, and unfortunately. There are times when you don't have what they want and they get upset. Uh-huh. Okay. My husband who is, um, unfortunately, um, due to a stroke has trouble with speech. Uh-huh. And, um, he decided one night he had a little bit of cough. He wanted to sleep well. So he just walked over to Walmart to get some cough syrup. Six thirty at night. It's not even dark. This was a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And he came back and, and just started yelling, um, and I had to get him to slow down and tell me. But apparently on his way back, carrying his cough syrup, um, someone on two guys on bikes rode up on him and say, you know, hey, dude, we need some money or, you know, started asking for cigarettes and money. And because of his speech issue, mm-hmm. he, he shook his head no and, and kind of waved him off. And um, they proceeded to curse at him, threaten him and follow him up. All the way up to the security gate. Now, he's got pretty long legs, so he was able to kind of get a few steps ahead of him and close the security gate behind him. But why should he be threatened? Mm-hmm. Because, A, he can't respond, and, two, no, leave him alone. I mean, he wasn't bothering anyone. This right. has happened twice. Yeah. Okay? And he's already told me I'm not allowed to walk to Walmart by myself. <laughs> so, well, right. It, I, there's a buddy-up system there. Yeah. If you're going to Walmart for something, you drive or you buddy up, okay, because they're not just coming out of the encampment. The strip of woods that surrounds Mm -hmm. the property, walking out of there constantly. I just saw someone yesterday. I said, did he just walk off of our property? You know, what is he doing?
1: You know, this is, if you're listening this morning, hopefully, you know, you're hearing what this is like. We're not talking about downtown Seattle or downtown Portland or even downtown Bellingham. We are literally talking about a residential apartment complex in Bellingham. You're listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen, graciously joined today by Amy Towner, who's sharing some of her stories and experiences with us. We'll be right back.
2: Mother Nature's hotline.
4: Yes, I would like to file a complaint. The summer was way too hot,
2: and then poof, it's into the 50s. Can't you permanently set the weather to sunny and 75
0: with a slight breeze?
2: I apologize, but unfortunately, that's not how the weather works here at Mother Nature's.
0: Then what am I to do? I'm always either too hot or too cold.
2: Well, we refer all these cases to Linden Sheet Metal. They can't control the weather, but they can certainly help better control the temperatures in your home, so it's always just right.
4: Yes, thank you. Cancel my complaint, please.
2: You're welcome. Oh, and I do recommend you call right away, as fall is already here. At Linden Sheet Metal. Our mission is to keep your home comfortable year-round with furnaces, ACs, and heat pumps from top-rated equipment like American Standard and Mitsubishi. You can't go wrong. We have equipment in stock, and there are rebates and low monthly payments available. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years.
4: Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online
3: at LindaleGlass.com. The Linden Community and Senior Center in partnership with Hoagland Pharmacy will be hosting a drive-up vaccine clinic on Wednesday, October 11th from 1 till 3 p.m. Stop by on 4th and Grover in Linden, roll down your window, roll up your sleeve, and get back to your day. This event is open to all in our community and most types of insurance will be taken. Stay healthy and help keep our community safe with an updated flu, RSV, and COVID shot. Wednesday, October 11th from 1 till 3 at the Linden Community and Senior center
1: welcome back to saturday morning live i'm lyle Sorensen, joined today by amy towner who is a resident of tollwood apartments that's surrounded encompassed by the walmart encampment um that's just kind of the Common name. If we say that, everyone knows uh, Walmart, and no way endorses or supports that camp, other than people seem to shop for free at Walmart. <laughs> but yeah, so Amy, you've been there for several years. Yes, three of which you identified as being really, you know, declining, getting worse kinds of things. Talk to me about sometimes when you felt personally unsafe. If you don't mind, if you don't want to, I don't want to force you to do that, but if you don't mind sharing, because I think, I think, I think it's important for people to hear this. You know, we're not trying to beat a dead horse, but it's important that people realize what's going on in our community, you know, and, and what's going on around, around these encampments and, and, you know, what people like yourself are having to deal with.
2: Um, Well, (laughs) there was a time that um, on the corner of the property is a large Tullwood sign. um, And you can see it when you pull into Walmart. And behind that sign on the actual Tullwood property, which goes to the sidewalk, there was um, an older gentleman. By older, I mean my age, (laughs) 50s. um, And he was chopping away at one of the trees and screaming. I couldn't really even make out what he was screaming, Um, but it was so loud I could hear it from my apartment. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, is somebody hurt? What's going on? Um, And I step outside, and um, another tenant walked with me to get closer and see. Did we need to call nine one one? Was this a dangerous situation? And um, I said, Hey, what are you doing? And here he comes at me with the machete, and I've got the holy cow. I've got the tenant on the phone nine one one saying, "Hey, you know, there's a guy with a machete. He's coming after us, you know, and he's swinging it at me. And I'm, I'm, you know, backing up, trying to keep a distance right. between us. But if you run away and the police show up and you can't point them out, right? Um, a lot of times you don't have time to get the camera out, get no. your phone out, and take no. pictures. No, so I've got the machete swinging at me. Um, I've had people, um threatening me to Mm -hmm. my face unfortunately there was one person who um consistently was trying to get on the property Mm -hmm. and um i had spotted them more than once and say you cannot climb the fence if you don't know the code you don't belong here you know so you know they spit in my face and and believe it or not i ended up with covid for eight days oh wow yeah that was that was a good time
1: well that's actually technically spitting is considered a form of assault
2: Right, right. And I I mean, I did the math. No one in my house had it. No one, you know, no one else had it. It was just me. So I was like, that must be where it came from. Um, When the school bus stops, the parents are always outside gathering, Uh you know, and we used to have a bench right there on the property where the parents would um, gather, have our coffee, you know. Um, A trade kid war stories and babysitting (laughs) needs and just kind of connect. Kind of like a mom's mom's group. Yeah, but the dads were always there, too. You know, good dads, they were in there. And the bench had to be taken away because it was a constant draw for people that were um, unhoused. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they were housed, I'm not sure. But people to sleep on it. Trash. um, Garbage all over it. Um, 6 a.m. Someone sitting on it having some kind of meltdown, drug-induced meltdown, we assumed, but we weren't sure. Um, screaming, yelling, waking up all the tenants, um, throwing things at cars uh, as they pull into the property. So the bench was actually removed because right. it was just a draw. And it was sad to see that little piece of our community leave. Um, but during one of the situations where um, I was outside waiting for kids to get off the bus and you know, chatting with the other parents and my daughter was with me, uh, a gentleman um, rolled up on his bike, laid out a blanket right across the little street from the bus stop, and proceeded to remove his pants. Oh, So lovely. here he is exposing himself, which my daughter, who's, you know, she's she's a protective mommy. Hey, are you kidding? You know? <laughs> you, you can't just stand here with everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got very angry and started screaming at her and walking towards her and, and you know— she was kind of known as the bulldog girl. So mm-hmm. she was, you know, standing her ground. My daughter is about to get off the bus, mm-hmm. okay, with 15, 20 other children that get off the bus here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot be doing this right. here. You need yeah. to take it somewhere else. And a lot of times when when, when tenants call 911, they understand, you know, people aren't going to get arrested, you know, especially during those two years. But can you move them away from where the children gather? Mm-hmm. I kept saying there is a huge, huge town of Bellingham and you choose to be five feet from a bus stop where children come off the bus mm-hmm. and deserve to get off the bus and not breathe in your fentanyl smoke mm-hmm. and not view, you know, your exposed person and not walk in between because they fight with each other, mm-hmm. okay? I actually did get a, managed to get a little video of a couple coming out of the encampment screaming at each other and the girl ran behind my husband, okay, for protection. He's a tall guy. And the guy came at him. And here's my husband. He's like, I'm not even part of this, right. you know? Right, And they're screaming bloody murder at each other, and he's swinging, and, 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 and my husband's just, you know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, in his nature... Mm-hmm. He's protective of women, mm-hmm. so he kind of put his hands up. Some like, of us were
1: raised that yeah, way. Yeah,
2: let's let's stop and take a breath here. What we're doing? Um, no breaths. No, they just kept at it. So right. I just yanked him out of the situation. Right. You yeah. know, you, you just got to let him. You know, go. But people are going to get hit in the crossfire mm-hmm. just between the arguments between themselves, and there's constant fighting, constant fighting. Um,
1: so is it always in the daytime?
2: No, no, it's it's around the clock. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes it's half an hour before, you know, my alarm clock goes off and I'm woken by two people who appear to be breaking their relationship up and they're screaming and yelling right outside the bedroom window in the wooded area. And I heard another tenant yell, no one cares, shut up, <laughs> you know. Um, so this is very common, the screaming and the yelling. is Sometimes you can't understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the, last night I was uh, visiting my niece. Mm-hmm. who lives on the third floor, and we step down on the balcony to have a grown-up conversation away from the children, and you hear the the whack, 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 and bang, bang, and somebody's building something as we're standing there in this little wooded area right behind the, the property, right, right next mm-hmm. to the fence. Um, another neighbor had a grandchild visiting, very distraught, because there was a gentleman that went right up to the fence and decided to relieve himself not oh, lovely. Yeah. And and the, the grandchild called grandma on the phone and said, you know, hey, <laughs> uh, what do I do? And, and she said, well, tell granddad to close the windows, you know. So, I mean, I don't want to put this like the situation is an eyesore, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not an eyesore. Yeah, it's an eyesore when you see... All the RVs and the trucks and the cars that park on that little strip of road, mm-hmm. right where we're trying to just get home. They get so thick on both sides of the street that it causes um, danger to the traffic right. oncoming. Um, at one point, there was a car parked right where you would turn to go to Tallwood. Uh, so far out, with all their trash and everything, you had to go on the other side of the road just mm-hmm. to get home. And, and I was waiting for a head-on collision, and right. the police did show up, and they said, hey, please clean up your mess. Right. And they picked up some stuff out of the street and they resided there for another 2 weeks, but apparently other people in the encampment kept jumping them and uh-huh. and and harassing them, so they finally moved. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and and I think that's, you know, you you mentioned this story, there's the guy who who camps on the on the basically right next to Guide Meridian out on the north side of the Walmart parking lot and, you know, some other times you'll see um people sleeping in front of a store or some of those things and and you know, I think sometimes what a lot of people don't realize is is those things are done by those individuals because they feel that it's a exposed area and it's safer. People are yes. other other unhoused people or other, you know, mean people are less likely to bother them in in that kind of a location. That it's harder to act without being seen. Um, yeah, no, I, it's Lord of the Flies, right? You know, it's it's just you know, the law of the jungle and, you know, and it's really sad, honestly, that families have to live like that, like that.
2: Well, unfortunately we're getting caught in the crossfire. Yeah. You know, we're trying to go to work. We're trying to pay the bills, feed the babies, you know, um, and, and this is not just a building where people are, this is where families are making their memories, right? the births, the deaths, right. the marriages, the divorces, right. the, the struggles of life. They're making their Christmas memories. They're, yeah. they're, and, and they're trying to have a life and a home. And by the way, pay taxes, Right. you know, these are working class families that pay right. taxes and feel f- forgotten. Right.
1: You know, something else you mentioned in one of our past conversations off air um, is that, is that sometimes um, well-meaning organizations help people Coming out of homelessness, or um, at some point in their addiction, maybe they're maybe they're still in active addiction, or they're early in their recovery, or whatever, and they're placed there that that they get vouchers and things to be able to have an apartment at Tollwood. Talk to me about a couple of those experiences.
2: Well, <clears throat> federal fair housing laws state that. Um, housing vouchers are to be treated like income. So if um, I come to Tellwood Apartments and I have a housing voucher that covers the amount of the rent, Mm -hmm. I qualify, okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, way early on, many years ago, my husband and I were a team management and we decided we are here for others, not ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting to see people Mm -hmm. get these vouchers and get these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And they are opportunities for a home. Mm Okay, Mm -hmm. you can either go with it and be a success story. And Mm -hmm. and like we have a success story at Tullwood that is a fantastic tenant. She came to Tullwood with three children. She came on by way of um, an organization. And now she you know, she's made a success of herself. She's opened her own business. She's moved forward with her life. So. But not everyone does that.
1: Right. Because you mentioned, like, you, there's been times that people maybe are coming from the street. We're running out of time. Oh, man. It went so fast. Amy Towner, thank you so much for coming in and visiting with us, sharing your stories and thank being transparent and raw with us. Yeah. Um, if you heard this today, call your city council members. Call the mayor's office. This isn't okay. It needs to change. You've been listening to Saturday Morning Live. I'm Lyle Sorensen. We'll see you next month.